That's great. That's a great shirt. You should feel real good about that. Sound off. Sound off in the comments if you like that Bull Meccano swag. Uh, we got Smwiz in the comments. Uh, you're looking great, Smwiz. You're looking great today. Like it. Good, healthy tone to your skin. I best I best see no, no what's tonight. Great show. I have some what's. I think I have. I have like a vague, like, I have a show specific what, and then I have an AEW what. Don't turn to the channel, Smoiz. We got some. We got some good woos in here too. But before we do that, it's Miller time. <laughs> nice. We're having fun. We're having fun. Our new sponsor, Miller. Miller Light. Yeah. Thanks um, to Miller. Thanks to Miller. Uh, we could do anything. Um, I should have some water. Too. <laughs> I haven't drank any today. Ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, woo, the woos and what's woos and what's of AW Dynamite. Tonight's was a was an interesting show. It was an interesting I, show. Yeah, I have um, no idea how to process this show. I'm thinking a I feel ton off. about it. Yeah. I feel off with the whole thing. Let, let's jump into it uh, because I, I I feel like I'm in the middle ground here and I don't know exactly where to land. But let's start with our biggest woo of the evening. I don't know about your biggest woo. Should I say my biggest yeah, woo? Yeah, absolutely. My biggest woo was a match this time. It was a match and it's Sean Spears versus Darby Allen. Best match of the night. I thought it was fast-paced. Sean Spears is great. Darby Allen sells like a million bucks and hits hard. Uh, they had this good running a uh, bit in there where they were wiping the face paint of Darby Allen with the rag, which I thought was really cool. Then a great finish with the steps. Uh, uh, what do you think about the match? Love that match. I think this ties briefly into the Frankie Kazarian match as well. Uh, the I should say Adam Cole. No one's thinking about Frankie Kazarian. But Sean Spears... And Frankie Kazarian and Dustin Rhodes are three people that I'm going to name that are just really good professional wrestlers. Yeah. They play yeah. their roles perfectly. They make the other guy shine perfectly. Excellent. I think the face paint thing is amazing. In all yeah. the years, Sting has been my favorite wrestler or one of my favorite wrestlers since I was eight years old. I've never seen anybody wipe the face paint before, and Brilliant. I love it. Let's talk about that. So yes. uh, Darby Allen wins the match with a, by the way, a great finish. The steel steps, the uh, the uh, uh, the suicide dive yeah. through the ropes, through there, throws him in, coffin drop pin. Then the beatdown comes in. Then FTR comes out. They're beating him down. They're beating down Sting. And then Tully comes in with the rag and wipes his face paint off. What, uh, like like you said, never seen it before, and it was pretty exciting. What a great way to build a feud. Like, I wasn't expecting for this part to be my favorite part of the night, but the Tully wiping the face paint off was really good. Absolutely. And I think it's like, we, we don't think of, like, face paint, wrestler's face paint, the same way that we think of, like, a luchador's mask. But it should, in a lot of ways, be the same thing. It, in the Lucha Brothers, uh, like, post-all-out, like, press conference, they say that, like, the mask gives them superpowers. Well, I think Darby's face paint is also, like, his superpower. It stings superpower. They're wiping it away. They're humanizing them, and it's awesome. So Cutting Samson's hair. Um, very good, very good point. We got some things in here. Roy coming in hot with that shirt. You're damn right he is. Bolnacano, great T-shirt there. And we got Joe R. Sponsors. Bring back the Budweiser Frogs <laughs> or the What's Up Like the Duddy Boys. 
I'm I'm gotta be Bubba. I've gotta be Bubba, right? Yeah, you're yeah, of course. You're you're Devon. I you're would Devon. love to be. You're Devon. literally wearing tie dye. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We got some in here. S, would you pop if Flair came out to save Sting from Tully? I know that Richard is problematic, but I would pop like crazy for that. What do you think of that? Why would he save Sting? Yeah, I I wonder. That sounds if... like a setup for Sting to get hurt again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Keep, yeah, it's funny. Uh, this is like a, something that we were going to discuss later in the show, but you're going to be out of town this weekend, so we're doing a special News You Can't Lose tomorrow night after mm-hmm. the premiere of Dark Side of the Ring, which is the plane ride from hell, which explains yeah. why Ric Flair probably hasn't been on television. And why he might not be for another month <laughs> yeah. or two. Yeah. Um, very interesting. We got some more comments in here. Ooh, Redley697, wrestling is fun. Very good Very good thought. Very good point. I really like that. Smwiz, keep Flair out of here. I think I'm in the same boat as Smwiz, I honestly. I yeah. I don't need uh, Ric Flair to save anyone. I don't think that's a good, that's good for business anytime is for him to save anyone right now. Like he's like 72 years old. What is he like? 50s? Yeah, he's 72. He's my dad's age. Is he 72? I guess that he's at least 72, if not 73. Okay. Well, and we don't need that. He, he can't help anyone. Uh, Joe says great point in face paint being like the Lucha mask. Very cool ad. Yeah. I really enjoyed that moment. And I, I think that's something it's a good way to build a feud with Sting. Yeah. Great way to build a feud with Sting. Uh, S says Flair and Sting took a picture together recently. Uh, did, I saw uh, Flair, that picture. Did Flair even show up in the picture? He's <laughs> 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 like a vampire. <laughs> That's what he's going for. Uh, plus Flair and Sting, so much connection. Yeah, but it's always Flair shitting on Sting. If Flair offered a hand to Sting and Sting accepted it, Sting is the stupidest person in the history of wrestling. He really is. I love Sting, but he is the most gullible man. <laughs> When it comes to the horseman. Never yeah. trust him. He's Never known for him. being a big dummy when it comes to trusting people. I hope Darby yeah. doesn't turn on him. I hope so, too. Uh, what, what is your biggest woo of the night? Was that, was that it, or was it no, I have I have two woos. I have two woos that are tied for the best, and they are um, the Brian Danielson-Kenny Omega segment. Because Brian, okay. y- you cut through the bullshit, and it was just like Kenny saying, you want the best? I'll give you the best. And they're going to have a great match. And it's not for the title. The title has nothing to do with it, which I really like. And the other woo, the, my other like top woo. Well, let's, is, let's, let's, yeah. let's talk about that one real quick. Sure. Uh, so, uh, like, so basically, Brian Daniel, uh, Brian Danielson comes out and he's got a big pop. He's coming out. To, I'm actually, the new music is growing on me. I'm actually enjoying it's it. It's starting to grow on me a little bit too, yeah. Uh, but he, before he even says a fucking word. It's interrupted by Don Callis. Yeah. I, I like that's Negative. something that bothers me. Why can't we get they, they interrupt so quickly on the show? They cram so much in, they can't let any time to spare, and it's bad time management. But he comes out, Don Callis. I, I don't know. It, I, I liked it though. But it was it was good once it got going. I just didn't like Dan, Don Callis referring to him as a mark. Uh, there's too much insider baseball tonight for me. Yeah. I was going to say one of the things that made the show feel really weird to me is it just felt like before like the show started, the locker room as a whole just got like they drank too many energy drinks and they just got too excited and they just said whatever they wanted to say all night. And there was so like you lost the Wednesday night wars. Jericho talked about getting in a backstage fight with Brock Lesnar. Dan Lambert saying kicking out. Yeah. Like 
what are you going on? Uh, so, but but you really enjoyed that, and you're excited for this upcoming feud. Yeah, I just I loved I love when bad guys who have like a mouthpiece push the mouthpiece aside, get serious, and say, "You want to do this? We're gonna do it." I loved that. I thought the intensity was really good. I thought the crowd was really excited and really into it. And I'm excited. The match is next week. That's crazy. Yeah, and I'm glad that it's not for the title. Yeah, because absolutely. now it makes it far more unpredictable. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I, like even though it's even hard to predict, AEW's good at making me confused as to what's going to be happening. <laughs> WWE has a formula, has Absolutely. a real strict formula, yeah. and it's yeah. pretty easy to see. Uh, let's see what here. Um, if Flair showed up, it will be with Andrade, but he's fine alone. Agreed. Don't pair him with Andrade. Did you? Uh, we'll talk about Andrade's yeah, we'll talk promo about that. today. That was good, but very good. Yeah. Um, uh, Joe says over under on criminal or civil actions on based on Flair's dark side. <laughs> Better lawyer up. Where is David Atunga now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good. Very good point. Because in all honesty, like uh, he has not paid for his sins, <laughs> but Flair has a laundry list of yeah. sins, yeah. and I'm just like. Like, the thing is, like, I appreciate what he's done for wrestling, but he's also done terrible things for women. <laughs> like, yeah. Just, like, he's, like, he's created a real toxic atmosphere in the pro wrestling world. <sighs> uh, and uh, it's not good. It's not uh-huh. good. Um, uh, S says, come on, Tully is beating up Sting, and then also Spratch Zarutustra <laughs> starts? That would be amazing. Come on. It's stop. Wait, wait, hold on. Spratch? I don't know Zara what that Thrusta is. <laughs> starts? Come on, I'll stop, but it's a dream of mine. Is that what Ric Flair was going to be called as a gladiator? Maybe. I don't know. Or is that the name of his song? You're confused. I don't know. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, is that what it is? Pop and Circumstance? No, that was Macho Man. That's that's Macho Man. Kenny King. Kenneth King's in the house. Isn't Sting always getting betrayed by his friends? Yes. We were discussing before. Big time. uh, Sting really has no friends. Uh, And no one really likes him. I think they use him like the guy that you're friends with because he drives you around, uh, which is sad. Very sad. Smooth says, uh, I need Kenny to change the facial hair. It was funny at the start, but this serious moment, it needs to go. I have to hard disagree with you, Smooth. It's growing Uh, on me. I'll say. I love it. It's making me like Kenny more, honestly. Uh, S. Also, Spratch Zarathustra is the name of Flair's song. Thank you so much. Thank awesome. Thank you so much for the clarification. Uh, but what's your next big woo? I loved the CM Punk Team Taz thing. I loved everything CM Punk did tonight. That was my second big woo of the night. Yeah. That was my second big woo. Let's talk about him. CM Punk on commentary is great. Really good. He's not trying too hard. He's not doing some type of weird character. He's just being himself and appreciated professional wrestling, putting the talent over. I love it. It's honestly, if it were Excalibur and CM Punk as commentary team, amazing. He does such a good job of putting people over, being patient, telling the stories like and he's not even like being like uh super indie about it he does it in a wwe way where he's he's constantly telling stories and making sure that he's adding color to it but he's but he does it in such a light way where it's not as heavy-handed as some of the color commentators in wwe and then the thing with uh with uh team taz team taz comes out and he's like going up to hook and he's about to Hook's about to do something. I was excited. And then Powerhouse Cops just beat the shit out of him. Wait, you said that, uh, you said in texting, Hook put a dragon sleeper on Yeah, so on, Power, on CM Punk? Powerhouse came from behind, hit him, knocked him down. CM Punk turned around and started punching Hobbs, fighting back. 
and hook from behind hooked him in the dragon sleeper. No pun intended. Love it. Got him in the dragon sleeper. I loved that the table, it's like this little fine little detail. The table didn't break. So that looked so much worse. Sure. And the table just kind of fell over and the chairs weren't moved and punk kind of fell onto the chairs. It was awesome. And then you heard the commentators off mic saying, that's enough. Get out of here. I love that kind of stuff. It was silent. They let the moment breathe a little bit. It was great. Did you see fucking Hook being very ginger with those monitors? He's like, I can't knock him <laughs> over. Like me. you see fucking, you see someone like Randy Orton who takes the monitors and literally cracks them in half just to cost them more money. And then Hook's just like, and they're and by the way, those are giant monitors. Yeah. Those are like those, those are computer desktop monitors. computer yeah. monitors. <laughs> uh, and it's very funny that they have such a uh, large thing. Um, and uh, real quick before we move on from this part, which was really great, love the participation. Their outfits. I'm actually really into uh, uh, Hobbs's uh, orange overalls. Big time. And I like Hook, black shorts and the white uh, tank top. Uh, not shorts, black uh, pants and white tank top. Yeah. It's just a fun look. He just looks like he's uh, he looks like he's Tony Soprano's son. Yeah, he looks like a street tough. Street tough. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, all you need. street tough. Very good. Very good. Um, Hook, future world champ. All right. <laughs> Okay. I love have, where your head's at. We, we haven't seen anything of him. We haven't seen him do anything. He has literally been with the company for two years, <laughs> and he has not done anything besides his dragon sleeper. Uh, Swiss says Team Taz should just be a fashion group, especially with Ricky Starks as well. Honestly, they are the most pro fashion group besides Taz. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank Taz, God. Taz really brings him down when he comes out with those <laughs> dumb little shorts and that track jacket. Uh, he's just like dressed like a high school football coach, and everybody looks like a coach. Amazing, and that's why I'm so glad Brian Cage isn't there anymore because his yeah. fashion's terrible too, bringing him down. Yeah, he looked like an idiot. Yeah. Uh, but don't tell Melissa Santos that. <laughs> She'll get mad. Stop being mean about my husband. Um, great job, everyone. Great job. We got uh, Team Taz feuding with the wingmen over fashion. Could be stellar on dark. Uh, very interesting point, As We like where your head's at. I love that. Twiz, Taz will show up in some dungarees next week. He's going to show up in cargo shorts next week. <laughs> he's like, he's like, a, he's the ridiculous. He's just ridiculous, his fashion. I just want to see him wrestle once. Is that too much to ask? He choked out Cody. I'm waiting for that to pay off. Waiting for that to pay off. It's never gonna. Uh, moving on. Well, uh, let's let's talk about some more woos of the week. Let's see about what we got here. Okay. Um, Wanna what's a big woo for me? But I'm shocked that I'm gonna say it. Any MJF's promo. Yeah, absolutely. I was gonna not say it because I don't like him saying methany. Yeah. And I was I was a little put back last week. I was one of those people that was put back by it last week. But he comes out to New Jersey crowd, hot New Jersey crowd. He's talking about Taylor Ham. Immediately starts talking about Taylor Ham. Pretty stoked about <laughs> really that. Really good. If you're in New Jersey, try Taylor Ham. It's everywhere. It's absolutely it's the everywhere. Best. Uh, but then he's just like, Mr. Pillman. Oh, who am I kidding? Wake up, Mr. Pillman. <laughs> he's just stomping at the ground. Oh, what a great, really great good. bit. Uh, and uh, but uh, no one chanted for when he's like, everyone's chanting Pillman, Pillman. No one chanted Pillman. People chanted I'm, Pillman. Oh, Come no on. No one chanted Pillman. <laughs> on. No one wants to chant Pillman. He's not ready yet. No, he's not ready yet. They're, they, this is way too soon. You think this is this is on point? You think they're no? They're, <laughs> then why? Then why are you disagreeing? Well, because I think some people did chant Pillman. No one chanted Pillman. His his mom and sister chanted Pillman, or whoever chanted Pillman in the crowd. His grandma. 
No one else chanted Tobin. His aunt, Aunt Linda. Aunt Linda. Oh, yes, of course, Aunt Linda. Uh, by the way, uh, is Brian Pillman just an idiot? <laughs> is he just the dumbest guy? Why? He gets in the ring. So, like, oh, Wardlow yeah. gets sent out. Uh, sent out. He's literally behind MJF, and he has a chair in his hand, and he's, like, taunting to the crowd. <laughs> he starts taunting to the crowd, and he does it twice. I, I, it's just, like, he does he doesn't realize when it's a time to be serious. And and it's very upsetting. It's very upsetting. Uh, but then the JR thing. Wait, what are your thoughts on that? Well, on him being an idiot in the ring? I thought he actually... I like when the baby face does the thing where he taunts the big, dumb, meathead, bad guy. And then the guy runs at him and he pulls down the rope and he falls out of the ring. I think that's smart. I think that's good. I don't mind that. I'm talking about when he was behind MGF. He has a chair in his hand, and he's like, yeah, Oh, yes, yeah, that, yeah. you're right, you're right. And, and, yeah, <laughs> he's got a chair in his hand, and he misses, and NJF falls on the ground, and is just, like, begging off. Yeah. It was almost like, why haven't you hit him yet? There was something a little off about that. called your mom Bethany. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, but I, what I thought was good, and I was going to ask you about this, too, and then they did the JR thing, but I thought it was good that he didn't get on the mic again and try to talk again. He yeah. just went right for the chair. But then you're right. He showed off, which is really strange. Really dumb. It's just bad kid. instincts. Yeah. It's young, stupid instincts because he's been so locked on babyface. Do babyface things. Uh, but did you? how did you feel about the JR promo later that night? Uh, uh, JR with him in the back. JR sounded like a drunk, but I thought Pillman sounded good. I thought Pillman sounded good too. <laughs> I didn't. Re- JR, the thing that's tough about JR is that I understand JR. You're older. You've been through a lot. But like can't you just put on a jacket or something for these interviews? Cause instead he's just like this. Like, Let's not fucking body shame. Let's not- no, no, no. I'm just talking oh. about, I don't care about how his body looks. He just looks like he rolled out of bed and just came to he do this like pretty- really important interview. But, uh, Pillman which was really, really powerful. Pillman really came to town. Him talking to MJF. Like we're not from the same place. We came from different. You silver spoon. I was raised feral. Love that. Yeah. yeah. Love that. And I think, they like make that a guiding thing. You're a little bit nuts. You're a little bit nuts. And I think he needs to go towards that. He's going for this baby face, but one what? You're the son of the loose cannon. Yeah. You know, yeah. be a little bit more dangerous. Uh, yeah. We have some things in here. Surprised he didn't bring up the baby. Smith says, uh, sure. that's a good point. Honestly, I was actually hoping he's going to bring up the baby. Like you're welcome. Um, <laughs> uh, S, look at Red, like a PG-13 promo, liking a PG-13 promo, wrestling pops, getting a little bit edgier. All right, S. All right, we get the, the snarkiness. Good point. Uh, I like rated R things, too. I've watched The Big Lebowski, and I enjoy it. I remember watching Jerry Maguire in second grade at a sleepover because we thought there were going to be boobies in it. And there weren't visible boobies, but we watched it. We fast forward through that entire movie, S. Um, good point on Pillman being a dumb, dumb red. Good point. Thank you so much as for redemption there. Like makes me feel better. Uh, he's too nice. He may also be from your mama's kitchen. He can't hit someone with a chair. Honestly, if they said from your mama's kitchen, make more sense for him than red velvet. He is very dumb and very like basic little idiot. Uh, but hopefully he leans into this craziness, right? The feral thing. That's something to point to. That's something to think about. You were raised feral. I really love that line, right? Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. I thought the order of the segments were weird. 
Yeah, I can't decide. It was right after. Yeah, they were right. They were back to back. Maybe you should have done the Pillman segment first, the pre-recorded segment first. Then you bring out MJF. But then if you do that, Pillman has to hit him with the chair. He can't show. Has to hit him with the chair. Has to hit him with the chair. So I hope someone talked to him in the back, just like, listen, there's a time to be boastful. There's a time to get the crowd on your side. When you came in the ring, the crowd was already behind you. They were already behind you. I and I get they want to save MJF's comeuppance for whatever match they have, but like. I don't want MJF to lose to this guy the way he's been built. Yeah, right, right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I don't want to lose to a guy that looks like an idiot when he has the opportunity. And even JR sounded like a drunk being like, he humiliated you. <laughs> like, I'm just like, JR, hold back. <laughs> Can you not bury him right now? <laughs> I was wondering, I didn't want to get into it, but I was wondering why you you thought he sounded like a drunk, but I guess that's why. Because he's, he's, like, he's just ripping like, him apart. He, he was just ripping him apart <laughs> for the first two minutes. And then then a Pillman just stopped looking at JR and looked at the thing. I was like, good thing. Because <laughs> JR is going to rip you a new one. Um, we got some things here. Uh, he's too nice. He might also be... Oh, yeah, we got Mama's Kitchen. Uh, mucho respecto to Junior, but it's time to bring him JR. to the woodshed. Sassafras, mucho respecto, mucho respecto, sting, mucho mano we mano. Very good, very good callback, uh, Jr. Joe, uh, Joe R. Um, Jr. But it's time to bring in the woodshed. Uh, Sassafras, are you watching? Are you listening to the uh, the Bruce Pritchard? <laughs> Come on now. Uh, as maybe Red Velvet's mama helped Pillman when he was growing up as a feral street kid and ruined his killer instinct. That's actually a good point. That's something to play with. I'm okay with that. Let's open this world up. Feral kid raised in the mama's kitchen. He's uh, uh, not red velvet. He's like uh, upside down cake. Pineapple upside down cake or something. I don't know. <laughs> you can find something cute for him. Uh, moving on. What's another big woo for you? What other woos you have? Uh, I thought the opening match was really good um, as just like a way to establish Adam Cole as Adam Cole. We all knew it, but we needed to see him do it. Frankie Kazarian, a big, again, an excellent professional wrestler. Great he, match. Yeah. He was also Christian's first match in AEW too. Mm-hmm. They clearly trust him to kind of make sure that the, the new hot signing is going to have a really good first match, and they did it. Um, I'm excited. I liked his promo afterwards. Again, this show was weird because it felt more like a traditional North American sports entertainment type wrestling show. There were five matches and they were all good. They were all like good to like very good matches. Mm -hmm. And, but there were like 14 talking segments. Yeah. And it was just built as a hype machine for next week. Which is great. They never do yeah. that. They've never done that. They've never been like, this week there's going to be some wrestling, but the primary focus is going to be building for a future show. Yeah. And I think it worked for them. I think it was a good show. I think it was fun. I think Adam's Cole, Adam Cole's promo afterwards was really good. And I think, again, it's another proof that like the elite have an elite, no pun intended, talker. Like This guy can cut a promo and make me care, and mm-hmm. I love it. So that was I thought the movie. promo was fine. I wasn't a big fit, but the, I thought this was a great debut. Uh, and I liked this match more than the Christian initial match because yeah. Christian versus Frankie was too long. Yeah. That went, that went through a commercial break. Yeah. And I was just like, isn't Christian supposed to be someone that we want to, you know, like root for and think is like a God in this game. And Adam Cole had a match with him where I, I think it was shorter. Uh, Frankie got his shit in, but like 
Cole really showed, and they took their time, even though it, it wasn't a long match. Uh, but it was very good, very good stuff. And one, I've been too critical of the promo afterward. It was simple. It's yeah. what needed to be done. Yeah. Uh, and you're right. You're right. Uh, moving on. Moving on. Um, some things here. Uh, let's let's talk about uh, the Gun Club and Andrade. Andrade and Gun Club had some good, and I think this Gun Club thing was really great. I am so excited to talk to you about the gun club and how it ties to a big what that I have that's also potentially a woo. Oh, let's go for it. But let's – you want to talk about Andrade first and then we'll kind let's, of – Yeah, let's talk uh, – Andrade yeah. uh, doesn't need Chavo. No. Doesn't need Chavo. He could beat Pac. He doesn't need this stuff. And I love what he's talking for himself. I don't need a translator. I don't need a manager. I like his delivery and slow, deliberately spoken English or – Spanish when he has the subtitles. I'm fine either way. Absolutely. I love it. I love the dipping in and out. I love it all. Uh, so that we're both on the same page with that. 100%. There's something that they do, though. This is the second time they've done it inside of two weeks where they do these, like, video promos. And it alludes to, like, oh, well, I'm not done with Pac. And it's like, great. I'm glad you're not done with Pac. But when are you going to continue with Pac? Like, when is that going to happen? Just like last week when they did the Eddie Kingston Miro thing. And it's like, oh, they're going to have another match. Mm, Are they, though? I don't know. Like, I'd rather, like, them do this and then say, okay, it's going to happen now. Rather than six months from now. It's like, by the way, do you remember? Yeah. You probably don't, but we're going to do this now. What was the point of Chavo? I feel like they brought Was that just an accident that they messed up and they're like, oh, this isn't working? I think so. That's how it feels to me. I feel like they brought in Chavo thinking that it would be this like much bigger deal, but it doesn't seem like anybody cared and anybody I don't think anybody thought that Andrade really needed Chavo and Chavo felt and looked uncomfortable in that role. So they were like, "You know what? This isn't working. We didn't sign you to a contract. You were per appearance. So we're just going to beat the shit out of you and then send you on your way." So it yeah. seems. But I would love to see Chavo versus Andrade. And Andrade just crushes him. Let's really talk about Ric Flair real quick again. Yeah. Do you think that Chavo was just a means for Rick to come in, get some, like a chop, so, like literally take his place, chop someone a few times that won't be embarrassed? Like Chavo is just someone that like could get beaten up by Ric Flair, and it's not a big deal. Uh, but then they nixed it completely because the dark side of the ring coming out. Because uh, did Ric Flair just put out a tweet? Did you see his tweet? <laughs> yeah. Where he's just like, it's almost like, oh, Dark Secretary. He's like, yeah, things were going so well for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, um, I actually take that one step further and say it was going to be Ric Flair with Andrade in the first place. And then they heard about this Dark Side of the Ring thing and how it was going to go down. So they brought in Chavo as oh, a replacement for Ric Flair. And then they realized that Andrade doesn't need anyone. So let's just get rid of everyone, and then if we can ever work something out with Rick, then great. But until then, I think Andrade's on his own, and he he needs to be. Yeah, well, let's talk about the guns now. Uh, the guns had the guns had a promo tonight, and I loved it because it explained a lot. Billy is a good talker for his sons. I, I think Billy is doing a good job, and he basically says, "Oh, is this a place that rewards wins and losses?" Well, uh, me and Colton together, tag team, undefeated. Me and Austin together, tag team, undefeated. Uh, them together, undefeated. Us as a trio is undefeated. Why aren't we? So we're just going to take our opportunities. Love it, love it, love it. 
good direction, finally doing something with them. And honestly, I've been wanting to hate Austin Gunn for a long time. And now they're telling me I could hate him. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What are your thoughts on it? Oh, you're doing it. Those are your thoughts? Oh, my God. Can I tell you a big what for me from this show was when earlier in the show, they announced that the Butcher and the Blade were number one contenders for the Lucha Brothers Tag Team Championships. Hey, guys. Butcher just came back from like a four-month injury two weeks ago, and they're suddenly number one contenders. And guess what? What? They kind of suck. <laughs> they kind of suck. Like, I, like Blade is good. Blade is a very good, yeah, very yeah. He's good hand. Butcher sucks. Well, Butcher, like, I, I, Butcher looks great. I Butcher looks like a. I want Butcher to be the champion. If I was just looking <laughs> at him. If I was just looking at Butcher, I'd be like, I'm behind this guy. He looks like he will eat you. <laughs> he looks like he eats people. Uh, but, like, he just wrestles. He forgets what he's doing. He gets easily confused. He drops people. Uh, he's clumsy. He's only been wrestling for two or three years also. Of, and he's also thing. old, too. He started late. He's a very successful guitar player. That's not the point. Here's my point. A big what for me is the fact that, like, okay, great. Who deserves a tag team title shot right now? FTR, Santana, and Ortiz. But we can't have the Lucha Brothers' first opponents be a team that high up on the card. They need to fight a jabroni tag team that they can beat easily. So suddenly, out of nowhere, this jabroni tag team is number one in the rankings. That's the issue, the fatal flaw with these rankings. And what made it even worse, whether they made, whether they intended to do this or not, is that the gun club cut a promo and basically said that exact thing. That yeah. they're like, where are we? <laughs> we haven't lost yet. Well, I'm, I'm a little glad that they didn't just throw them in there. Because actually, I like this direction that they're going. We're undefeated, and no one's doing anything with us. Like, call attention to it. I like that. Yeah, I do too. I do but too. But yeah, you're right. That's a big what. For I the think they did the a great job. To be anywhere near the tag team title picture. Uh, after it, not being together, and also just being a mediocre, shit-ass tag team when they were around. <laughs> but that's the thing, right? That's the one thing that I think WWE did well, and has always done well. You get a new hot team that win the titles, and then they have to defend the titles and win. They can't just immediately lose, and you can't immediately have all of these higher-profile tag teams losing because they're number one or number two in the rankings. Sometimes you need to fight tag teams that are there to lose, that shouldn't be in the rankings. But you need to have, like, have a reason. Oh, why are they there? Oh, well, they won seven matches this year on Dark. Well, who gives a shit? <laughs> Yeah, who gives a shit? 100%. We got some comments in here. Colton Gunn is the GOAT. Let's hold off on that. Let's just let's <laughs> not get all crazy. As Butcher's the nicest dude in the world, have you heard him interviewed? Total sweetheart. Let him have a title shot. Plus, he used to be on a great podcast before he was a wrestler. S. Hearts Butcher. Uh, you know, uh, the road to hell is paved with good intention. Uh, I'm, not saying, well, I'm not saying he's a bad guy. Exact same guy. You know who else is a good guy? Tony Schiavone. You want to give him a world title shot? You want to give him a good world title shot? Is that what we're going with? He's not a wrestler. Yeah, exactly. Neither is Butcher. Hold on <laughs> a, a second. He's a guitar player on a podcast. I agree with S. He's it's a very Miller nice time. guy. Have you, have you ever seen Roadhouse? Um... No, I've never oh, seen Roadhouse. Okay, I had Terry Funk's in it. I I've seen, seen Terry Funk in Roadhouse, but, but I don't think I've seen Roadhouse. <laughs> 
Yeah, okay. I, as I don't know if you've heard the podcast uh, with Jericho that they did, that Butcher Blade did with Jericho, but Butcher defines his character perfectly on that show as like the last henchman before you get to the boss in an action movie that always loses. He always loses, but he's big, he's tough, he's intimidating, and you look better for beating him. I would Great love role. for that to be true. Honestly, I would love, love, love for that to be true. He just has to get better. And unfortunately, that type of better needs to be seasoning and just like doing going through things. Being put in these uh, high-profile spots isn't helping anyone. Uh, I would love a, a Shivani versus Cole main event. Smwiz, no. I, you know, I was joking. It was a joke. We're all having fun here. This is a fun time we're having. Let's not get that into TK's head. We can't get that into their head that they could do that. And I doubt Tony would participate. He's got neck issues. He wouldn't he do it. He does have neck issues. He's very sensitive about his neck. He doesn't like to be touched. He doesn't like to be touched. As I need to listen to that pod. Thanks, Roy. Plus, I love Roadhouse. Too many cusses and hearts being pulled out for red, though. Okay. I'm not against... Like I said, I watched Jerry Maguire looking for boobies. I fast forward through Hollow Man a bunch of times because there were boobies. I got uh, movies from the library because I knew there were boobies in them. Um, So a lot of rated R movies. A lot of rated R movies. I'm not opposed to this stuff. Uh, uh, Joe R. Shivani versus Michael Cole, maybe. Uh, No, we can't. Oh, Shivani versus Michael Cole. That sounds like the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. That sounds so bad. I love uh, all of Joe Redlitz's contributions to this. You're doing a great job, Joe. You're doing, doing a great, great job. job. Uh, Smiz, Shivani takes a Panama sunrise. He couldn't take a tequila sunrise. <laughs> he couldn't have. He can't watch a regular sunrise. It's too early for him. Um, we have to move on. Yeah, because that's he does nothing with that. Uh, moving on, moving on. We got to get out of here. Uh, we got to get out of here. Uh, here's something to talk about. Yep. I have a lot of middle stuff. I have a lot of middle stuff, um, but like it's not necessarily middle. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. It just didn't really. There was something missing to each one, uh, and I, I'm wondering how you rank on these. Let's talk about the match first. FTR versus Dante Matt Seidel. Where's Mike? Where's Mike? Wait, wait, we got something here. Jerry Maguire can't be your street cred, Red. I'm not saying it's my street cred. It's just a line of rated R movies I watched growing up. You're talking about PG-13. I'm versed in R movies. You ever hear of Midnight Cowboy? That's rated X, dog. Saw that too. It is rated X. Before they changed the system, it was rated X, which was their rated R. Uh, There's no boobies in that. (laughs) Just a lot of adult themes. A lot of adult themes. <laughs> My name's Buck, and I can fuck. <laughs> you think there'd be more boobies for a movie with that line in there? Yeah, I would think so too. Hey, I'm walking in. I'm walking. I'm walking in. It was very, very good. Very good. That, you know, uh, Rizzo the Rat was based off of that character. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, I believe based that. off Dustin Hoffman's character. Um, I, I thought the FTR match was good. I thought it was there. Um, again, Dante does crazy things. Something that I like is that Dante is a good example of someone similar to Ricochet who does a lot of big high-flying, gets a lot of air on all these different spots, but then can use that air and that ability to make his opponent's finishing move look awesome. Yeah. The big 100%. rig tonight looked awesome. because, Like I him. said, J- uh, AJ Styles and Jeff Hardy had a baby, and out came Dante Martin. He really is uh, uh, very special. Yeah. Very special. Yeah. And just 
maybe in a couple years time once he kind of figures out himself like he's got he's got his actions in the ring down he just kind of has to figure out who he is and i'm excited to see him with his brother back uh this is your best episode yet fellas love you all <laughs> then spread the message s let your friends know let your friends know about this we lost the viewer as i said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel like very similar to the AEW show tonight we're also completely out of control we're out of control joe rudlitz says we can't talk about it. red's parents didn't let him watch rated r movies as a kid that's why Jerry Maguire is his go-to. Hold on. Mom let me rent anything I wanted. Anything I wanted from that library. I just handed it to her and she rented it. And she'd be like, oh, he likes the horror genre. Little did she know, a lot of horror movies have boobies in them. And I didn't watch any of those horror movies. I rented a lot of Freddy's and Jason's. And she thought I was into horror movies. No, no, no. No, I got I got those. Mom, Mom didn't have those rules. Maybe for some other people that were a little before me had those rules, but not me. Uh, I'm so discreet. ready. I'm I'm so ready for an FTR Lucha Bros match. Hell yeah, a hundred percent. Can't yeah. wait for that. Uh, the middle of lights uh, got red off the rails tonight. Yeah, I got that. Uh, they're definitely not hurting. <laughs> Uh, I also loved a commentary when Punk said the next time Dante jumps, I want him to grab that Devil's Championship banner from the rafters and give it to me. Great way to put over Dante. Great way yeah. to like talk about hockey and not be obnoxious about it. Great job. Sure. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, really good. Uh, he has these good little uh, quips, and he's very versed in sports and the areas. He's very good. Very yeah. good at what he does. As yeah. fantasy, fil fantasy films are great for boobies, too. I used to rent those as a kid. I get you, Red. S, I appreciate this input. We should start a separate thread for this discussion because I'd like to find out what you... Let's see if we have some cross-references. But let's not make this a boobies talk. Did anybody... Bo Titanic? Anybody? Yeah, of course. It's Come the on. second. It's the second tape on the VHS. You got you know, that like, right. I, I, yeah, you're damn right it is. <laughs> it's not too far into the second tape nope. either. Not too far into the it's second classic tape. Classic sleepover fodder. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, so much so that the library tape was worn down in that section. <laughs> A little known fact. A little known fact about the Franklin Lakes Public Library. Uh, moving on. Moving on. We got to get out at this point. Yeah. Uh, some other middle of the ground yeah. stuff. Um, uh, all the uh, so let's talk about Dan Lambert. Yeah, let's talk about Dan Lambert. Let's talk about Dan Lambert. Okay, we're here. Okay, Dan Lambert and friends. Uh, Dan Lambert and all his little MMA buddies. It's Scorpio Sky and Austin Carter, whatever his name <laughs> Austin is. Austin Carter? Ethan What's Page. Oh, <laughs> whatever his name is. God. Honestly, I'll never remember his name. He's great. Uh, and they, they, he cuts a promo. Again, I, I really like Dan Lambert. I don't like inside baseball. I don't like where he's like, he, he says fun things and he's doing the uh, super kick party. I'm fine with. But the minute you're saying like, oh, he jumps off the highest thing and then you get a two count. Like that's too much for me. That, that hits a line where I'm just like, you're going too far into wrestling podcast mode where you could talk about that shit on a podcast where it's like insider, but like it, it's, it, you're, you're ruining the illusion. That being said, Jericho's input was pretty good. Jericho came out. what did you think about it? Um, I am okay with Dan Lambert saying the two count thing. Cause we all get it. We all know it. Like there's no, especially with NXT 2.0 re-debuting and how there was literally not a single two count on that entire show. I think that's another thing that AEW decided to do tonight is really lean heavily into all of that other stuff. Anyway, um, what I think, um, I thought Jericho did a good job. I don't love babyface Chris Jericho at this point. 
I don't well, love... He's always been a bad baby face. Yeah, he's a great heel. I don't like the, like, you guys get an allowance? But shut yeah. up. And then I didn't like his Attitude <laughs> Era joke about, like, oh, who's on top? Like, get over it. Grow up. Think of something yeah. better than that. Sure, sure. Other than that, I thought he did a good job. Yeah, I thought I, I thought he did a good job calling him a fat face, stupid idiot. Yeah, whatever you getting call them to fat face dipshit. Yeah, I thought fat that was funny. Dipshit. And then getting the fun. crowd to do it. And honestly, a way to use him, a way to use Jericho, him versus Scorpio Sky, him versus uh, Ethan Carter, Page, Ethan Page, Ethan Page. Ethan Page, him versus Ethan. But that's a good use for him. Don't hold up MJF's time. MJF has things to do, has people wrestle. Don't make a WWE program that lasts six months with Jericho and MJF when MJF could be doing other things. Have Jericho face new guys to help them get up. Uh, MJF's already up. MJF has been there. As a matter of fact, your program with him made him less. Uh, Okay. I think his program program knocked him down. Uh, or, 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 if nothing else, made him stagnant. Made him stagnant for a year. For a year with this inner circle thing, he's been stagnant at the same level. Can I give an unpopular opinion to you, potentially? Sure. I don't know if MJF, outside of maybe Cody, has had a good program with anyone. I mean, his stuff with John Moxley last year was, like, fine. It was fine. His... His? The whole like running for president thing. Yeah, that I was great. I don't know. I don't know. I thought that it was, was good. Great. Oh, I was I into it. Was it. Good. I thought uh, MGF up until Dinner Debonair. Uh, like I liked yeah. Dinner Debonair, yeah. but yeah. everything post that downfall. I'm I not saying the stuff that. he did with Jericho was bad. I'm saying the stuff like he's been uh, like uh, it, it just got worse after Deb- Dinner Debonair. Uh, and uh, I feel like his stuff before Jericho was him on the rise. Like I loved, and even like the beginnings of Jericho when they're just like have those. Uh, do you remember the two way conversation that they yeah, had? Yeah, all that stuff's really good too. Absolutely, really good. And yeah. Uh, so yeah, we've got. Some I'm not saying too. he's bad, by the way. I think MJF's fantastic, but I just think he's above the storylines that they've been putting him in. Yeah, uh, he is. He's above a lot. I, I really yeah. agree with that. Um, they've really lost Ethan Page. There was a period against Darby some weeks ago where he had some real heat, but now he's joined with Lambert. It's kind of boring. I agree. Uh, the person that's hurting the most from this is Ethan Page. I, uh, but that, uh, Ethan Page, I don't think needs a manager. No, great talker. But Ethan Page, though, uh, there's just not enough space for him on the show. There's not enough space. So him being with Dan Lambert, someone who is getting a lot of heat and is making a good amount of noise is better than being yeah. on dark. Yeah. And it's the same thing for uh, Scorpio Sky, too. They're in the same place. Yeah. Uh, uh, Joe says, uh, 100% on too many insider references. Tony Khan needs to learn that the majority of viewers aren't him. Uh, I agree with that. Let's talk about just a few of those insider references. Dan Lambert with the kicking out. Uh, Christian with um, uh, saying uh, Adam Cole is going to go back to developmental. Yeah, losing uh, the Wednesday Night Wars. Losing the Wednesday Night Wars. I'm not mad at the Wednesday Night Wars, but the developmental thing is a good dig. Is a good dig, but it's also just a little bit too much. What else was there? You said Uh, Yeah, Chris Jericho talked about how he got into a backstage fight with Brock Lesnar. He talked about how he got into a backstage fight with Bill Goldberg. Yeah, although I will say, have you ever heard the story about him getting into a fight with Brock Lesnar? 
Yeah, him, he beat the shit out of Randy Orton. Didn't realize that Randy asked him to beat him up the yeah. hard way. And then Jericho's just like, I'm Jericho. I stick up for the little guy. <laughs> you me out of my And uh, Brock Lesnar just pie-faced the shit out of him. Uh, sticks his thumb in his ass. <laughs> Jericho... Brock was taunting him, and Jericho blew him a kiss and said, what are you going to do? Go ahead. Give me a kiss. I give him credit for that because Brock Lesnar could fucking rip his face off, and he didn't I'd care. I'd say the same thing. I'd kiss him. <laughs> I want to blow him a kiss. I'd go right up to him and kiss him. That's what I would do. Um, MJF is only 25. He needs more time to marinate. Uh, the Jericho stuff is going to help him long term. He isn't ready for top of the card stuff. That's interesting. I, interesting as I'm not mad at you for this. This is like this is your opinion, and I respect it. But I think he is. I think he's. Uh, I think he's a better wrestler uh, than some of the people that have faced at the top. Uh, I, I don't think he's as good. I, I think Kenny Omega is better. Uh, I think uh, Hangman Page is better and such. But like, I think MJF is pretty great. Uh, fans are smart these days. I think most folks get the references. I'm not saying they don't get the references. I, I'm just saying like, like let's not let's not confuse what we're doing here. Wrestling is is designed to make you think that it's real. Right. Right. You know, yeah. and and let, let's keep that illusion. Nobody on a, on a, in a movie. Besides Deadpool is saying, wink, wink, it's a movie. You know, like, I don't like that. I don't like that, right? Yeah, I don't, like, I, yeah, I, I don't need it. Deadpool I, I gets away with it because it's one off. I haven't seen Deadpool. It's pretty good. But yeah, I hear good things. Isn't that but R-rated? I've seen it. There we go. Two <laughs> R-rated movies back back. I've seen both. I've seen both. Uh, um, uh, uh, Joe says, disagree with MJF not being ready. He's one of the best heels on the mic, period. Also in the ring, uh, WWE wishes they had someone like him. He is 100% more effective than Miz. Honestly, though, I agree with you on that sentiment. WWE wouldn't know what to do with him. Yeah, it would be terrible. It would be, they would they, try to they, script they, him, and it would just be awful. He wouldn't be able to do it. Uh, Swiss, give me a little kiss, Brock. That's what, uh, that's what Jericho said to give Brock. Me kiss, Brock. Give me a little kiss. Real, real, uh, real people legendary. give the kiss. They real legendary people give the kiss. They don't say give me a kiss. That's putting the ownership on them. You give the kiss if you want to kiss so bad. You give the kiss. You go up to him and say, "Can I kiss you?" Because you want consent. Then he's like, "Yes, I can kiss." Then kiss. For Christ's sakes, Joe. Casual fans won't get the references. Most fans won't go to the dirt sheets or watch recap shows like this. Honestly, though, AEW is different. I think more fans should watch recap shows specifically like this one, specifically this one. <laughs> That's a good point. Maybe you should share this with your friends so they know about us. Come I'm, on now. Can I just say something real quick uh, about MJF being ready versus not being ready? What? It's probably not going to happen in November, obviously, but their next pay-per-view is in February, and it's probably not going to happen there either, but I would not be mad, and I don't think they'd be wrong. To have a main event, you have Brian Danielson, you have CM Punk, you have Kenny Omega, Adam Cole, Sting, Christian. All these guys are going to wrestle on that show, but they wouldn't be crazy and it wouldn't be incorrect if the main event of that show for the AAW title was a match like MJF versus Hangman Adam Page. Both of those guys are ready right now to be at the top of the card. Without no matter how many people you bring in, it doesn't. These two guys are ready now. Jungle Boy is close, but he's not, not quite developed, not quite the talker yet. But those yeah. two guys are ready. 
Let's do you, it. You put MJF in WWE, they make him a teacher. You put Hangman Page in there, they'll make him a, he'll ride a little cowboy stick, like a little, yeah. uh, like a pony on a stick. That's what they do to him. Um, you should watch Community Red, Get With Meta. All right, I don't respect Chevy Chase, so I'm not going to do that. I'm not, I don't respect him. I don't respect him, well. so I don't feel the need. Uh, Joe says, oh, I know W messes everyone up. R.I.P. Keith Lee. Yeah. yeah. Pour one out. The most impressive wrestler yeah. up at, when we saw him live the first time in Texas. Un, it's so impressive, so big, such a big presence, and now he's just. Yeah, uh, I don't know if our fans know this, but we're friends with Keith Lee. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. Let's yeah, we're, well, I, yeah, Facebook oh, friends I, with Keith Lee. Uh, we're Facebook friends. I slapped <laughs> his back a few times. He gave me a thumbs up. I was in a movie with him. Yeah, he went to a comedy show that. You ever uh, hear trolls? He went to a comedy trolls? show that we did. That don't look it up. <laughs> he went to a comedy show that we did. Yeah. yeah. So Keith Lee and I, us, like he, know, hey, he knows us. One day, he knows us. as a special bonus if we have ever patreon maybe you'll see a special clip of red getting super kicked by a special someone oh you want to see me get kicked by a special someone yeah we should do, that should be safe for patreon that's a patreon super thing. kicked by a certain wwe superstar that likes the squirt gun. such a nice uh, guy likes the drip stick um <laughs> let's uh but uh let's move on i feel like adam page can return and leave the dark order nerds then get the title I don't want to see the title anywhere near Red's little baby evil Uno, that little spooky pervert. Okay. Whoa. 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 Leave evil Uno out of this. We're going to get to him in a second. But, like, evil Uno is great. He's not a baby. He's not a baby at all. And I'm not, he's not my special little pervert, like you alluded to. <laughs> um, he's, hey. he's great. And I think Hangman Page with the Dark Order, I think this is leading up. Let's talk about that. Okay. The Dark Order segment. The Dark Order segment with the struggles in the Dark Order. Evil Uno's kind of trying to take control or, or or feeling like he needs to grab control because they're falling apart. Um, what's his name? Not John Silver. Uh, Alex Reynolds. Alex Reynolds confronts him. Anna Jay was talking. She feels like uh, she was interrupted. Ty Conte and her just walk off. There's this disagreement. Is it Hangman Page that's going to bring them all together? I don't know. It I has know. to be. I mean, I would think so. I would think it has to be. Yeah. Right? I, I, yeah, I guess. I, I thought it was very funny in that segment that John uh, Silver was flexing. Yeah. And Ty Conti looked at him and was like, what are you, what are you doing? Hey, nice <laughs> little good. comedic move. That's good. I'm, I'm excited with the Dark Order stuff. That's in my wins right now because yeah. I know there's something to it. I'm just worried that this is going to go on for a little bit too long and then they're just going to drop it. Yeah. I will say also uh, related but unrelated big woo for me is the uh, I know everyone's got a vlog these days but Evil Uno's vlog very good. No yeah. storylines, just him hanging oh, out, having a I good love time. It. God bless Evil Uno. Yeah. That spooky little pervert Swiss. You're <laughs> I can't take it. Joe Redlitz, uh, uh, Drip Drip versus Red is a classic. It sure is. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It is pretty special. You can find it in certain places. Yeah. But we're going to save it for that Patreon one day. We'll make those <laughs> big bucks. Um, S, the Dark Order drama hurts my feelings. Uh, same. same. S. It honestly does hurt. Like Honestly, seeing them disagree with each other is a problem, right? Yeah. Did S intentionally say Dark Odor? Like smelly dark odor. Are you trying to? Oh, actually, that's interesting. Or is it dark order? Is it one or the I, other? 
Well, he smelled odor wrong, so I'm assuming it's order. <laughs> sure, I'm sure there's it's order. S, yeah. I'm hoping you're spelling order wrong. Uh, we love you, S, whoever you are. Uh, Swizz, your your little special pervert baby is great in the ring. I don't like this drama between him and Alex Reynolds. I'll agree. It's making me uncomfortable because I don't like to see them fight because they're friends. Yeah. They all love each other and they're all friends. But I think that's what's important because one, when, when Hang the Page comes back, and actually this is pretty perfect. I, it's a really perfect way to uh, – because Hangman Page had to leave out of nowhere uh, because of his he was having a baby. And he was going to have a big match against uh, Kenny Omega. And he was probably going to win the title. Yeah. And he needed to go away for a period of time. Then the Dark Order having this issue, this internal turmoil, that's causing us to be like feel sad that the Dark Order is going through this. And for Hangman Page to then come back, fix the Dark Order – so he's immediately coming back, getting shit done that makes me us love him, and then go after what is his. That's pretty great. So yeah, I agree. Uh, what a way to come back. Yeah, yeah, very good. Um, spelled wrong. Dark order. Thank you so much. We were yeah. worried it was dark order. I like the feel good dark order. I hope that Red's theory happens, and I think it will. I think it will. I think it will. I think uh, it could start happening as soon as next week potentially. Yeah, I, I, uh, I have one more. Um, one more eh thing for you. Um, yeah. Tell me what you think about this. Jade Cargo versus Layla Hirsch. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. It was good. Uh, a couple of things that I liked about it, and I love that AEW does this when they do do it, is that they give you context. They do do. When they, they do do. do, do. do. <laughs> when they do do. <laughs> I love when AEW do do. Um, uh, I love when they give you a little context. Um, anywho, uh, yeah, I love when they give you a little context, like they're fighting because Jade picked her up and threw her out of the ring in the battle Royal. I like that. Uh, something that I really liked about this match is when, uh, Jade picked up, uh, Layla for her finish. She like walked her around in a circle. And if you saw her face, she went, Oh fuck. Oh fuck. Oh fuck. (laughs) (laughs) She's really good. Um, I think I, I arrive, correct me if I'm wrong here. You've actually done things, and I have not. Um, when you have someone like Jade Cargill, who's as tall and as strong as she is, and you're wrestling someone who's smaller, and you haven't had a lot of matches, and you're inexperienced, you just feel it just takes time for you to get used to moving fluidly in the ring, and like move it. You could see that she was she's still figuring it out a little bit in this Jade? match. Yeah, Jade. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with that at all. Because I also think Layla's figuring it out too. But Layla is smaller, so it doesn't she isn't as exposed. Yeah. But I still thought it was a good match. They kept it together. Yeah, no, they did. They did. I, I feel like there were some moments like I felt it should have been longer, honestly. Like mm-hmm. I, I like this matchup. I like Layla Hirsch a lot. I like the size difference. I like Layla Hirsch's style. I like Jade Cargill's style. Uh, but Jade Cargill needs a, a little bit more babysitting. Needs a little bit more nurturing. Uh, is she ready for the spot? Maybe. But I feel like this match should have been like Layla picking apart Cargill to show her her like show her her weaknesses until Jade overpowers and dominates and i feel like there was too much of a back and forth which jay didn't know how to handle yeah right jay didn't know how to handle getting the one up and and capitalizing on it and making it believable layla knows how to go on the attack uh not the best at selling yet no uh uh, still figuring it out so they're both figuring it out yeah so it's so it's it's an issue that's why 
getting your Serena Deves in there, getting your Mercedes Martinez in there, getting Ruby Soho in there, getting these people in there so there's not like green versus green, you know? Like you need the mix. So uh, hopefully the more women that come in and they treat this more like WWE because WWE has like half their show is women now. Yeah. And that's the thing about um, this NXT show, which we'll probably discuss a little bit tomorrow. The one, the the biggest positive takeaway from that show is how diverse their roster is. Men, women, people of all different colors, of all different sizes, of everything. All different religions. All different religions, too. Yep, Yep, Uh, everything. AEW does not really have that currently. Yeah. And they could benefit from some of that. Yeah, it's pretty milk toast. Pretty yeah. milk toast. Pretty milk toast dick. All males there. They're only males. They're only males. Milk toast dick. Yeah. Milk toast dick. Uh, it's going to be a t-shirt at uh, loserleaveswrestling.com. That's uh, a good idea. Uh, box of loserleaveswrestling.com. <laughs> um, let's let's move on. Let's move on. We got, we should uh, we should get the domain name batistasdick.com. <laughs> How big that, is batistasdick.com? We'll talk about that later. Um, We're flying let's talk about our what's. Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about our what's. Um, what's your biggest what of the evening? My biggest what of the evening. <laughs> I hate to say it because there were some things that were fantastic. You keep hitting. Oh, hold on. You it. keep hitting your. Mic oh yeah, I'm going wild. I'm going yeah. wild. I'm hitting. I got a pen. You should put your mic on a book. Oh, it's too late now. No, but um, for future reference. For future reference. It absorbs the impact. I've been doing that. That's a good idea. Uh, my biggest what of the night is that stupid Cody Rhodes segment. <laughs> God. Okay, let's let's talk about it. Is that it. not your biggest biggest what? It's my biggest what. It's oh, my okay. biggest what. Okay. It is 100%. Well, it's tied. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we'll get to it. But uh, So uh, Malachi Black comes out. Spooky entrance. We're all excited about it. We're all having fun with it. He's coming out. He's giving this promo. But then he starts talking about the House of Black. And he's talking like a face. He's, yeah. he's giving like a face promo. Everyone rise to the house of black. Like it was just weird. And then he points out Rosario Dawson. And I'm so I love Rosario Dawson. Believe me. She was in some of those DVDs that I found at the <laughs> library uh, growing up. And uh, big fan, big fan. He, she goes up and confronts her because she's wearing uh, an American Nightmare sweatshirt because she's on the Go Big Show. Have you watched any of the Go Big Show? I was about to ask you that question. It's a Sonic 3D Blast. I'm a big fan. (laughs) What does that mean? It's a blast! It's a Sonic 3D Blast. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a good time. I saw some of it. Uh, So, yeah, Rated R Rosaria. I know, bro. (laughs) I've seen Alexander a few times. Um, You ever see Alexander? No, I've never seen it. It's uh, Colin Farrell's Alexander the Great. And uh, Rosaria's in there a lot. (laughs) (laughs) We had to stop talking about this. We're not creeps here. We're not creeps. I was a boy. I was a boy. Losing viewers here. Uh, Oh, bless all of you. It's Um, just the crew tonight. It's just just like an after hours chat. We have more crew. It's just, there's just, uh, there's something. But we have to stop. So Rosario Dawson goes to confront Rosario Dawson. Hops the guardrail. Rosario's just in it. She hops the guardrail. And then she jumps on his back. And he... Like an episode of the Three Stooges can't get her off. He can't get this person off. He'll fucking spin kick everyone to oblivion and careers. And but he can't get Josie and the Pussycats off his back. 
<laughs> I have this image in my head too, because this is so weird, of like Cody's at the concession stand, and he's like, "Oh, you all take a hot dog and a pretzel." Oh, wait a second. My segment's right now. Fuck. Uh, hold that for a second. And then he just comes running down the stairs through the crowd. Where was he running from? <laughs> yeah. He ran from the stairs? He's always got his mic on. Like, yeah. I just, it, it made no sense. And the the fight was boring. Yeah, it, was it was totally boring really and boring. awkward. Yeah. Too long. Yeah. Uh, uh, the fact that she got any offense on Malachi Black at all. Well, she didn't get offense on him. She just she jumped, jumped on, him on from his behind. back and he couldn't get her off. Yeah, right. And then they cut to her as they're like, they're brawling and it's supposed to be this intense blood feud. And then they just cut to Rosario who's like, yeah. You like, know how hey, to use is- Rosario Dawson? Have him invite her into the ring. Spin kicker. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you do. You spin kicker. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, I'm enjoying the episode of Creepers Love Wrestling. Good times. <laughs> Maybe interview Doc Gallows sometime. Man, we went too far tonight. <laughs> I went too far. I went too far. Rosario on a pole match. Calling it. No. No, Joe, we can't yeah, do that. Yeah, you're right, Joe. We got to put her on a forklift instead. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Judy Bagwell on a pole no, match. No wonder none of you are sharing this goddamn stream. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get it. You have friends and family that watch your content. You don't want to see it. You don't want to show them this. Um, that excellent job. Uh, yeah, and yeah. I also didn't like that, like, Alistair Black had on a suit and this like cloak with a hood thing. It looked very clunky. It looked like he was hiding something under it. And I kept waiting for him. I thought it was Cody when he was coming to the ring. I was like, maybe that's Cody. He's like a little bulkier, and that's what I was waiting for. I kept waiting for Cody to make this like grand dramatic entrance of some kind. But no. After also a big what for me in general. AEW stop alluding to the fact that people are retiring and then they just don't retire. And then you yeah. never talk about it again. Yeah. Like when Dax or cash was like, well, that's it. This is going to be my last match. And then it wasn't. And then they kept wrestling. And now Cody puts his boots in the ring and he's like, Hey, you know what? I know you haven't heard from me and I haven't said that I'm going to keep wrestling, but I guess I'm going to keep wrestling. Here I yeah. come down the stairs with my hot dog. Like, I, <laughs> you know, I dressed as a hot dog. He was yeah. dog. But he, like, I just don't get like, like what a lackluster return. Yeah. What very, a very lackluster odd. bring back after that emotional, like somewhat emotional. Absolutely. Like, oh, he's taking off his boots. Like he's having this moment, gets kicked. And like, he's, his family's been beaten up and he comes out to save Rosario Dawson. Yeah. He let his mentor and his brother get destroyed, but he comes out for his co-host on his TV show. Yeah. <laughs> I, Jesus yeah. Christ. Not good. What bad? Like, and I, like he has control. He should know better. Right. He really should know better. Yeah. Uh, moving on. I, this is what was tied for my what's the night. And this is only my really other what. Um, hear this. Oh, wait. We've got uh, Smith says, Cody was a big fan of those R-rated movies she started. All right. <laughs> we literally got one viewer in and they left immediately. <laughs> I'm watching. I'm watching. Uh, we can't talk about this. I don't want everyone to think this is the boobies program. No, we love, we we respect everyone. Yeah. We respect everyone. Yeah. Um, moving on. Moving on. We got to talk about the, 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 uh, the real biggest what of the night. Fuego putting up his Hyundai. <laughs> <laughs> Fuego is going to put his Hyundai on the line. His Hyundai Sonata. <laughs> <laughs> for uh, a shot at the TNT championship. Um, 
This is the stupidest thing <laughs> I've ever seen. I'm sorry. Uh, Fuego has no heat. No, no shot. No, it's no, no completely heat. Completely stupid. You like that? Fuego has yeah. no heat. <laughs> yeah, fine, uh, Fuego good. has no heat. Uh, no one cares. Samu Guevara is dead in the water for associating with him. Uh, and, and he's putting up... Why are they bringing up his fucking middle-class car? First of all, hold on a second. Wait, let's take a second here. How do you know that's the car? What do you mean? I saw that They're they were sitting, sitting on a car, but I didn't see what car it was. You saw what car it was? It said Hyundai. It's oh, Hyundai I didn't see symbol. that. I didn't see it was that. a Hyundai. It wasn't a Bentley. It wasn't like a Mercedes or Lexus. It wasn't a BMW or even a Jeep. It was a Hyundai. It, it wasn't even a Honda. <laughs> I will say uh, a big woo to Miro, who was like, I'm going to destroy you, and then I'm going to destroy your car. He doesn't want that fucking car. He doesn't want that fucking car. I wish he said, I wish he said that. But I'm sure it's some sort of sponsor for the show. Like, otherwise, why they would have done it? Why would they treat that car like it's special? I mean, it's a fine car. If you have a Hyundai, great. I understand. It's a reliable car, but it's not a luxury vehicle. It's not a, it's not, you wouldn't, you don't, like, if you got it in the game show, you'd be like, oh, nice. I hope I could trade it in. <laughs> That's what you would say. I think either one of us would be very happy to have a Hyundai right now. Honestly, I would love a car. Yeah. I would love yeah. a car right now. Uh, Honestly, I wouldn't trade it in. I would take it. The big thing that I wrote there was, remember Sammy? Like, remember when he had that big match with NJF and was, like, the guy that got the pinfall in the big main event match of two pay-per-views ago and, like, had all this momentum and literally hasn't been on Dynamite? I guess he proposed to his girlfriend. And yeah. He had what that moment. He was Why there are... last week in the commercial break bringing a stupid fucking sign. Right. That is honestly right. the most – like, if I yeah, see you Sammy Guevara coming out with a sign, I immediately, I, I immediately <laughs> walk away. I, I don't even, like, try to watch what he's reading. It, it, like, it's bad. It's yeah. legit bad. Yeah. It's bad comedy. Um, I liked it when he was a heel. I don't like it as a baby It wasn't face. even good. It wasn't even good when it was It heel. got heat. It, it did good. not. It got it got go-home heat. It got X-Pac heat. We got some things in here. Uh, uh, TNT probably pushed for Rosario. Corporate synergy, brother. You're yeah. damn right. That's probably Absolutely. what happened. But why give her uh, 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 any offense? Why have her... Like, like they could have used her in such a better way. I want and to see honestly, her get kicked in the head. She should have got kicked in the head, and then Cody comes out of here. That makes sense to me. That makes sense. Then, then it's just like, oh fuck, he did that. Cody runs out from the stage. Yes, you idiots, you idiots. Um, uh, we got some other things here. Uh, Minoru Suzuki segments. Uh, I told you last week that the show messed up Suzuki's theme song. It was a major f up, and I like that they are turning it into an angle. Theme songs matter. Hundred percent. Um. Yeah, I I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I completely agree. I think that's the, this is the second week in a row, though, and it's not Suzuki's fault. Where the rest of the show has been really hot, and there's been a lot of things to talk about, and it's been really wild. So when we get to the main event, whatever. Like I've kind of lost steam at that point. And I yeah. love Moxley and Kingston, and 2.0 is great. I like everything they did. Suzuki got to do his theme song, but all of the brawls tonight just felt weird. Honestly, I felt like uh, you mentioned it before, but like they ordered the show wrong. That main event should have been the opener. That main think, event, yeah. because uh, like the 2.0 versus the wild things, that's what I call. Uh, that's those good. Together. The wild thing. I think it's better. 
I think they should call themselves the Wild Things. They come out the Wild Thing. They like it makes sense for their characters. It's fun. They should be called the Wild Things. We're calling them the Wild Things. Uh, uh, but like, I feel like that should have been the opener. And have Minoru Suzuki come out, like, doing that thing, have that portion. And then at the end, it's Adam Cole. Adam Cole should have been I the agree. end. Uh, uh, like, because, like, that's what we were waiting for. It felt very, like, and I know what you said. I think someone said it earlier that this was uh, a whatless show. But, like, it's more the fact that it felt all downhill from the beginning. Like, the, the beginning was the most important-ish part that I was looking forward to see Adam Cole go. Yeah, sure. But I also think in the second hour of the show, they've started doing this thing, which I appreciate, I guess, where the women's match used to be the segment before the main event, but now they've pushed it up. So it's no longer that. But in this, So that means that in the second hour, there was the Darby-Sean Spears match, which yeah. was good and exciting. And then the Daniel Bryan segment or Bryan Danielson segment was after that and then the main event. But that's the thing, again, right? You've built up such momentum with those two hot segments that now the main event needs to be huge and deliver, but the main event doesn't really super matter that much, these last yeah. two. like, And they're, they're doing Suzuki dirty, in my opinion. Um, and also, I don't know if you noticed this, but at least in the main event it was this way. I, I don't know. The arena that they're in this, this uh, week was, is much bigger than what they're used to. So the, the outside of the ring, there was a lot more space than normal. And I think the wrestlers fighting on the outside had to adjust to that. So the, the fighting felt awkward because I think there was one point where Lance Archer leaned to try to, like, fall against the guardrail. But he was, like, four feet away from the guardrail. So we had to, like, keep stumbling oh, to the second. guardrail. Against the guardrail, but he was, like, four feet away from the guardrail. To the guardrail. You're getting a little choppy. Hold on one second. Oh. Against the guardrail. I'm going too crazy. I have to calm down. Well, the good thing that's happening now, because it's toward the end of the show. Um, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. Like it was, it was they, they configured the ring weird. I noticed that when the suicide dives a few times, they backed up and they didn't know where they were backing up to. They kept going and they got scared. Yeah. Uh, but like, that was pretty fun. But yeah, uh, Suzuki, I just feel that um, all that felt like an afterthought to me. It just didn't feel like a main event. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. That wild things for his two point just didn't feel like, uh, like that. Uh, I, one thing I did mention that is that Jr. keeps talking about how so every episode Jr. says something about good thing he's wearing his darks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what does saying, that mean? It's saying they're gonna piss themselves. They're gonna poop themselves. Like you wear your darks. Like he's mentioned it on his podcast plenty of times. He's just like he's like uh, it was a long match. Good thing I was wearing my darks. Yeah, uh, but why is he say? I heard him say that about Eddie. Why is Eddie gonna pee himself? I don't know. That's weird. I thought that was weird, but he mentions a lot in the show. Talk about how he pissed himself a few times during broadcasting because <laughs> he needed a bathroom break. Um, but what, what, we're gonna we're gonna call it out right now. Let's 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 end out here. I think we. Do you have anything else to bring up with what's? Uh, no, I was just gonna mention. Speaking of R-rated movies, uh, Major League, the movie Major League. Wild Thing, that version of Wild Thing is in that movie, and every time Moxley comes out, um, Jericho or JR quotes Major League, and then there's this like silence afterwards because no one knows how to respond. He goes, Throw him the heater, Ricky. Throw him the heater. I don't even notice that. (laughs) I don't even notice that. Every time. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Uh, Quick question Did uh, Red get to take the bagel gig? Actually, I got a different job, and uh, I start in about a month. 
which is very <laughs> exciting to me. And uh, I have a collections agency taking money directly from my bank account, and I have no money left. So this job cannot start sooner. I had asked them to let me start sooner, but they won't let me. That's why so, we're starting the Patreon, baby. Start the Patreon. Five bucks to see whatever you want. <laughs> I'll give it all for five bucks. Uh, thank you all so much for watching. This is Loserly's Wrestling. Loserly's Wrestling. This is the woos and what's of AEW Dynamite. If you enjoyed this show, maybe you could tell some people about it. Let them know this is what you do. But some people don't like to tell their friends that they like wrestling. Maybe that's the thing. But why don't we should own it? We should probably own it. Uh, thank you so much. My name is Red Jefferson, and I'm here with... Roy. Uh, I was going to say we're going to be back tomorrow. We're going to be back tomorrow for a very special News You Can't Lose. We're going to do it right after Dark Side of the Ring, right? Yeah, which I think is on at 8 o'clock Central, 6 p.m. Pacific. So okay. we'll be on at 7 o'clock Pacific. 7 o'clock Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. 9 Eastern, 8 Central, 7 Pacific. And we're going yeah. to be on. We're going to talk about Dark Side of the Ring and the News You Can't Lose. Yeah, for that Biggie week, winning the title. I am not going to be here. Yeah. on saturday i'm not gonna be here on saturday so that's the big deal uh, but uh yeah w- w- would you oh, oh, we can't tell the yeah well, I was, yeah we're just gonna talk about some stuff we're gonna talk about biggie winning the title because that's big news yeah that's big news uh, but thank you all so much follow us on all the things and follow us here and share with your friends let them know yeah. what you saw today uh i'm trying to get my bestie to watch oh please god get your best please we i promise this is a one-off bestie. show we'll be on it's our so best good. behavior from moving we'll be forward so good. we won't say a thing about boobies i swear to god i swear to god I swear to God, I won't. Um, thank you all so much. This Lose Lose Wrestling. My name is What do you got? Also, next week, special booking. I won't be here. Moen's going to be Ooh, back. we got Uncle Moen coming yeah, back. Coming next back. Wednesday, we got the uh, the OG crew, the OG Moen Jazzwalls here to talk about next week's Dynamite. Very exciting. Thank you all so much for watching. My name is Red. I'm here with Roy Hammer. Bye. 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 Did we end stream? Yeah, we ended stream. I'm gonna stop audacity.